Hey, welcome, Carm Capriato with Remarkable Results Radio's episode 472. Now, you know, most businesses would not grow without marketing. Many shop owners believe marketing is a three-headed monster, and they want no part of it. Now, if you want your phone to ring and have people walk in the door, you've got to be sure you're doing it. You really need to build your brand. That is the biggest thing. If I were to call 10 shop owners and ask them for their for uh, their uh, digital graphics, their native files, so that I could create an ad, whether it's print, online, or otherwise, most of them wouldn't be able to give it to me. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hi, friends. Carm Caprietto, your automotive aftermarket podcast guy here, reminding you to stay ahead of the curve in today's rapidly changing industry. So therefore, I highly recommend you attend Apex. Now, did you know that some of the very best shop owner and technician training takes place at Apex? So plan to be there. Still time to make plans November 5th through the 7th at the Sands Expo in Las Vegas. For information, visit aapexshow.com. And for your information at Apex, I'll have my studio. We'll moderate a panel and be live with the Town Hall Academy. Now, I've got another shop tour experience that you're invited to. So watch my social media for all the details. Have you downloaded my free podcast listening app? Well, find it at your app store. Simply search for Remarkable Results Radio. Download and you'll have the entire catalog at your fingertips. Nice, smart, workable app so you can keep up on the voices, trends, and insights that we bring you each week. Hey, you know I'm a big coffee guy and I can't do an interview without it. So hey, let's do Java together. You know I love my coffee and now you can buy me one only if you love what we do here on the Aftermarket's premier podcast. The Coffee Club is at RemarkableResults.biz slash coffee. Hey, now let's talk about marketing. For some, it's like a root canal. For others, they love pulling every marketing lever they have to generate traffic, loyalty, and revenue. You may dispute this, but marketing is one of the most important jobs in the company. I'm with Jeff Rudnick from Pit Crew Marketing, creator of eWardMe Auto Shop Reward Card. Just one of Jeff's area of expertise is loyalty cards. However, he can talk on just about anything marketing. He's providing some great insights into the barrier he sees between management and the front of store. He says we're governed by the laws of retail, and he provides some insights into converting one-and-done customers into long-termers, and he shares his thoughts on measuring your marketing efforts. But he sees a huge communication gap between the owner and the service advisor as it relates to marketing campaigns. Hey, a warm welcome to Jeff Rudnick from Pit Crew Marketing. Hey. Hey, Carm. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. You were on the Town Hall Academy with me, um, Vinny Lucido, Brian Bates. We talked about rewards loyalty was episode 125. Thanks for being on with that. Thanks for having me on that. I loved it. What's so cool is that you did the interview with me from Hawaii. I did, yes. And now you're in your hometown where I am. You're in Buffalo. That's correct. And he, and so what happened, this is so cool. Jeff came in for some personal reasons and it's his hometown and he's got customers here and he says, Hey, I'm in town. You and I always chatted off to the side, Hey, that maybe we should get together and give our industry three, four, five pointers on why marketing 
is so important. And, you know, I know so many people, I know, I know marketers that they tell me, you know, Carm, if you're a CEO of a business and one of your biggest duties is to market the place. And then they say, you got to spend 70, 80% of your time doing that. And I, I think Jeff, one of the problems that exists is people don't really understand the definition that marketing really helps you build relationships. Absolutely. And I think the mistake that most shop owners make is they spend a disproportionate amount of their time looking for marketing solutions and very little time deploying them and measuring them. Oh, so they come up with a really good idea. Yes. And they say, oh, so it's, it's written down. I want to do this, but they don't really know how to do that. And what I find uh, with the service advisors in particular is they, they feel like a punching bag. They are inundated with these new ideas from the shop owner. I just bought this new solution. Uh, we're going to use this reminder program. We're going to use this. We have a new website company, uh, this new mailer or a new email campaign, a new text messaging program. And deep down, because I've asked this of the advisors, they don't believe that the owners are going to hold them accountable. So the discoveries, accountability, is that what you think, like one of the biggest things in really making marketing stick? 100%. The advisor is not in alignment with, the, with, the, with management. They don't know, very often, they don't know what the owner's doing, right? They don't know that they're doing a mailer. They don't know how to handle it when it comes in. Uh, but more importantly, the, the shop owner is doing this shotgun approach and once something's deployed, there's no, they don't take time to measure it. They don't take time necessarily to tell the advisors why we've chosen this and let them have input, right? It, in particular, like with a rewards program, let's say. So they don't, the, the advisor does not believe that they're going to be held accountable. They might do it for a, a short period of time, but nearly with every shop, and I'm talking some of the best in the country, and we talked about it with Brian, uh, Brian Bates, right? Mm-hmm. Napa, uh, best shop in 2017. Yeah. His advisors were activating and doing transactions on the rewards card about 30% of the time for the first year. When you quiz them, they think they're doing a good job with it, but it hasn't become part of their daily job. It's not constitution in the business. I mean, there's, a, there's obviously a communications gap. Yeah. So, so here I'm in the office. I'm the CEO. I'm so proud. I just signed on the dotted line. We're going to do this. And I'm assuming that through an osmosis, a brain dump, yeah. some, I never opened my mouth, but I don't really, my, my team doesn't know what I'm doing. I'll say, hey, boss, I didn't see this. You're doing a, you're doing a, a mailer. Somebody's, yeah. somebody's walking in with this stuff. You know, you travel the country a lot. I do. I cannot believe that if you're going to spend money, put the effort into marketing that you're not communicating it to the entire team, that you're not obviously have weekly, uh, monthly meetings. I mean, you see this as, gap? I see it all the time. And as a suggestion, so I don't know if you know Chris Garman, who owns uh, and runs Wilhelm Automotive out of Arizona, the best rollout we ever had. It took me two years for him to come on board. But when we rolled this thing out, he had buy-in from all of the advisors and the managers of what we we're going to do. But every program he launches, he has an accountability plan, Right. So he developed a, a, a bonus structure where a component of that bonus structure is, in his case, six things, I think, that need to be done with each customer. 
that uh, don't necessarily relate to the vehicle or and, and things that are relatively new, you know, the last several years with digital marketing. Okay. So he says, here's the, you know, the five or six things we've got. Uh, of course, gross profit is, is, is important. And that's a big chunk of how people get paid. Mm-hmm. But if you're not transacting uh, the rewards card, meaning activating, adding value, redeeming value at a rate of 90% or better, you don't qualify for this piece. So the measurement is, is with every ticket that comes in there, he needs to see an action, a call right. to action on one of these six uh, that's key, correct. key components. And another component for him is, is of course an inspection. Without inspecting the vehicle, you're doing a disservice to the customer, right? Right, right. right. So that has to happen. I think it's 100% of the time to qualify for that piece, right? Another thing are online reviews. He said, you know, based on the volume of the shop, we need this many reviews on a monthly basis. How do you propose we get them? Are we talking about reviews or four to five stars? We're talking reviews. Okay. Just people leaving reviews, right? Okay. So they built a mechanism Obviously, to do that. Obviously, that's a strategy for Google. I mean, you know, if, you're right. gonna, if you're going to be looked at, you've got to make noise. Yeah, that's right. So he, he built those in and said, this is now part of your comp plan. And they look at that on a monthly basis with their managers and with their employees and see how everyone's trending. So his, the net result with that launch was that they had, it's actually like 99% usage of the rewards program, Right. We had referrals coming in the day I was there training. We had someone come in just at the one location as a referral, Uh, a huge uptick in people uh, scheduling business uh, uh, appointments for their deferred work, declined work because they had, they had a reason for their, for their staff to deploy the program. They showed them what would happen if they didn't. Right. And then they, they did what they were supposed to do and they got the results. Another thing about, I think shop owners, they forget that they're governed by the same laws of retail uh, as Nordstrom, right? You have to educate your customers. You have to, uh, if you have a marketing program, if you have an, uh, an offering for your customers, everyone needs to know about it. And Chris kind of changed my brain on this. He said, you know, if we don't give everyone this discount that we're advertising or everyone this opportunity for it, whether it's an extended warranty, who knows what you're doing? Well, then we're cheating the customer. Right. Because we've advertised it. Let's tell everyone about it and then don't judge your customers. This is the biggest thing. And it's hard to do. We all judge. I do it with my prospects. I try to try not to. But when you have a customer that comes in and they have five things, 10 things that need to be done on the vehicle and they only choose to do the one thing that they came in for might be an oil change. It might be a brake job. The advisors tend to penalize those people. Maybe they're not going to give them the rewards program. I hear it all the time. Oh. Why didn't you give that to them? Well, they didn't spend any money. Whose job is it to earn the loyalty? It's the retailer. You have to show that customer that you're worth it. It's not the other way around. Oh, so they may be looking at them as a one and done. As a one and done. And, and get them... Get them out. You know, they may not fit their avatar. Maybe. Right. Maybe. There's reasons sometimes. Yeah, there, yeah. there may be. Totally. I, I get it. Just, you know, coupon Sally that comes in. and but, but what you're saying and suggesting that you've heard in the past, we, no matter what, if it's a one and done, we know we, but I'll bet you there's a great stat out there that helps convert. Well, one, we've, one and done. We've done a, a really deep dive into one and dones. And that actually that was requested of us from uh, the bottom line impact groups. They did a a big analysis on the effects of direct mail to, uh, for new customers, right? 
how are they coming back in? How is that working? And so we, we evaluated uh, Brian Bates. He participated in this. Uh, Chris Garman participated in this. And both of those guys were running in the 50, 55% range of one and dones. Mm-hmm. That's really high for two very successful shops, right? Hey, Carm here. Now, you know I attend Apex in Las Vegas each year. It's my must-attend show for one simple reason. It keeps me up to date on everything in the global automotive aftermarket industry. At Apex, I see, touch, and compare the latest new tools and equipment in the industry. I learn how new technology is affecting independent repair shops. I sit in on advanced training sessions on underhood service and alternative fuel vehicles. And so important, I network with others facing the same opportunities and challenges. I know many of you are shop owners, managers, or technicians. I also know going to Apex means time away from your business. But I simply don't know how you can stay ahead of the huge transformation and changes taking place in the industry without attending Apex. Hey, make Apex your must-attend show. The dates are Tuesday, November 5th through Thursday, November 7th at the Sands Expo in Las Vegas. Registration, it's only $40, and it only takes a few minutes. Go to aapexshow.com. You got to remember, you're going to lose a lot of customers through no fault of your own, right? But when you give them all the benefits that, that you have already, and not even just a rewards program, but whatever it is that you have, you talk about your warranty, uh, your community service that you do, you educate the customers about what makes you different. People that had the re- a rewards program, right? The one and done's went from 55% to 20% at Brian Bates's location. And I forget what Chris's were, but it was similar. That's pretty staggering, right? I mean, think about the money that, they generated. So when you're going to spend money to market, which you're putting a coupon out there, you're sending out some kind of a mailer or some kind of an advertisement, customer comes in and gets that discount that you offered them. You're upset that all they did was that one service for that amount. So you penalize yourself by not giving them the rewards program. Okay. So here I am the CEO. I've, um, I, I'm actually spending real hard dollars on a marketing or multiple marketing campaigns to generate interest in relationships for my business. They come in the door mm-hmm. and my staff is hurting my ROI by, as you say, not doing a complete hundred percent thorough job and making sure that everybody participates in everything that we're doing. That's right. And then I, I heard one thing, education that we're not teaching uh, enough about who we are and what we do. That's right. I, I think it may go back to the fact that my people don't have enough time. And, and then it may go back to how many service advisors do I need for, you know, per at my counter so that we can invest the right time. That's right. And that's why some of these programs that these guys, that guys and gals are buying as shop owners, if you let them, if you hand it out, if you just hand out the rewards program activated, it's going to do a lot of that for you. Right. So that, that's just a nice mechanism to have a customer care program where you can quickly educate each person that comes through the door about all the great things that you do. The rewards program, it's not rocket science, right? I didn't invent rewards programs and I didn't invent stored value cards. I didn't invent referral programs, all these things. It's about putting it in a nice little housing that your advisors can talk about in 30 seconds. Here you go. This is what we do. Then they get the text message after that. Is this an icing on the cake after you've hundred percent, you've done everything else. It's the last thing the customer thinks about, you know, so many people train 
shops to do something for free, you know, give one little surprise, one little nice nugget, whether it's cleaning a car or fixing a, a rear view mirror, whatever mm-hmm. you can do, yeah. that stuff really works, you know? And this is now this, this customer care program becomes that, right? And it drives such incredible repeat business and it changes psychologically. It, the consumer changes when they receive all these great benefits. I think what you're saying is that the customer really needs to walk away with a lot of value because uh, they really don't know what value really means That's at right. a service center. And when you, you know, the proof always has to be in the dollars. When I started the program years ago, it failed actually because I hired a consultant and he, you know, he goes, well, it's failing because you're not proving it. You know, yeah, you see anecdotal evidence, but you have no results that you can show people. And, and so you have to show results. Any any marketing company has to be able to you know, show those results because everyone's going to evaluate their, their programs at some point, especially when money gets tight. It's not taking my word for it. It's looking at the numbers. So if you look at the numbers, one and dones are going to be cut in half if you deploy it. Your household spend is going to go up dramatically. Uh, not just with my program. I'm talking in general. I'm not the only rewards program out there. And I'm yeah. not, but it gets back to that idea of you probably don't need more marketing programs. You need to effectively deploy the ones that you, that you have. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a shop owner and you know, I I've heard some of my friends got a rewards program and some of them are doing them on their own. I mean, they're, sure. they're just putting up a couple of placards in the, you know, telling them what charities they're involved in that, you know, for every dollar you spend, you get 10 points and, you know, yeah. and they, they somehow manage that. Uh, when, when you sit down with a, uh, with a, anybody in the industry and i'm not not saying a prospect or a client do you find the gap in understanding what their their role as a marketer is i'm really trying to drive this discussion with you and i to get our service professional ceo or manager to 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 know what forms and levels and responsibilities of marketing that they have how do they get that phone to ring yeah you know I, i don't know if i'm answering this question Directly, you might have to answer it again. But what popped into my head, this misalignment between the counter and the and the and the the owners, right? Yeah. yeah. So every single shop I know out there has some form of reminding a customer when to come in for various services. Mm-hmm. It almost never can I ask an advisor and say, "Do you know what types of reminder texts or emails your customers are getting?" And and they'll they'll say, "No, not really." So that means the customer might be getting a, uh, they're being communicated to differently at the counter, right? So the service advisor is saying is might not be telling them when they need to come in next at all. Or if they are telling them, they might not be telling them the way their marketing is, is going out. Got it. That happens all the time. What do you find that the shops are, are using for marketing? What are, what are they doing? Are they buying Google AdWords? Is oh, it, yeah. Is, it, obviously, it's about their site. It's about reviews. Are they doing Facebook, mailers, radio? What, what are they doing? Yeah, I find most shops are, are defaulting. First of all, you have to have a great web presence, right? That's, that's number one. Um, well, number one is brand, right? You really need to build your brand. That is the biggest thing. Uh, if I were to call 10 shop owners and ask them for their, for the, their uh, digital graphics, their native files, so that I could create an ad, whether it's print, online, or otherwise, most of them wouldn't be able to give it to me. Right. So I, I recreate them all the time. You know, that's not even our core business. But when we go to design a print piece for our, for our rewards program, 
usually we have to redraw, right? Because they can't find it. So get your brand straight, right? Own your own brand. Good advice. I, I think too many shops are willing to give their brand away a little bit to, and, and, you know, this is, it gets yeah. a little sensitive, yeah. but what do you mean by that? Give it away. Well, they'll, they'll get uh, program groups will come in and say, well, you know, I'll help you. Ah. I'll help you with, with your paint colors or I'll help you with mm-hmm. your, your marketing. And so what are you really, what are you giving away? You're a neighborhood business. You've been there for a long time. You do a good job. And so to save a couple thousand dollars, you're going to change your color scheme. Mm-hmm. That it, it, it I'm not saying it's a necessarily a bad thing. I'm saying your brand is everything. Well, branding 101 says that you have to be, you know, totally unique and different. And and like you say, you have to own your name. Authentic too. Yeah. yeah, You have to, you know, your logo is your logo. Yeah. And that needs to be strong and, and, and worked very hard in everything that you do. And I, I hear what you say. I have to tell you that the, uh, the suppliers have done one hell of a job uh, getting their colors out there and their, and their name. And the thing is those, those suppliers, they're awesome. I know them. They're oh, great, me too. right? Me you too. know that. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Course, Our industry would me, be yeah. nowhere without this. You we, know? we would be nowhere. We would be nowhere in the marketing and the training and the success of our industry. Right. But uh, I'm a shop with certain colors from my supplier. And um, let's pick on Napa, for example. So my, my shop Napa. looks, my shop, yeah, they're, they're a sponsor. Love them. You, you've got a blue and gold kind of presence there. But what you're saying is don't go without your own logo. Absolutely. Don't go without your own brand and name. And, and that's the first thing that you, know, you promote. Yes. Uh, so you, that's the foundation of your whole business, yeah. right? Your brand, your digital assets, and then something else that people don't pay enough attention to, their database. You know, if you plan on having a, a, a business that is saleable, you know, who knows what your su- succession plan might be. It might be a sale. It might be an, an employee that, that's going to take it over. A lot of people don't have one, but if you take two businesses side by side and you have one whose database is filled with misspelled names, no phone numbers, uh, or a lot of missing cell phone numbers, no email addresses, that's, that's what that right there is one one brand and database. That's what sells a business, mm. right? Your business, you know, of course you, you have to have volume, but you know, otherwise basically all you're worth uh, is the equipment pennies on the dollar. If you can't, if you can't, a predictable database, a database that responds to your marketing, that is saleable. Everyone listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point too. Jeff Rudnick, uh, Pit Crew Marketing. Uh, Can you be my resident marketing expert anytime I need some advice? I'm going to try. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to try. I'm full of great ideas. <laughs> I know. Well, me too. I, I bubble with them too. And uh, yeah, th- thanks to Jeff, uh, Jeff Scruggs for being in his office today. I, I'm awesome not, guy. I'm not sure if anyone heard the compressors or some of the noise going on in the building. <laughs> good, to ha- good to see you in Thank person. You. In person. Good to be here. Talk soon. Man. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.